0: Hey everybody, Bob Olson here with Afterlife TV. You can find us at afterlifetv.com. This is where we talk about life after death and answer the meaningful questions you have around that subject. This summer we've been doing a lot of bite-sized episodes. The bite-sized episodes are shorter and we typically will play a story, maybe play somebody asking a question and then comment on that story. A lot of of you have been uh loving the bite-sized format. You know, we're very busy in the summer. I understand that and I understand why it's just great to be able to listen to something that's 10 or 20 minutes long. Uh I just want to thank our sponsor as always, Best Psychic Directory, which you can find at bestpsychicdirectory.com. This is my site and we have now over 900 psychics and mediums and animal communicators, and energy healers, and tarot readers, uh, all sorts of versions of psychics and mediums. Psychics being people who can read your energy, maybe tell you a little bit about your future, maybe help you work through an issue that you're dealing with, overcome an obstacle, help you choose a direction, uh, make sure that it it's just confirmation of what you're feeling, anyways. Or mediums who communicate with people in spirit. You may not believe in it. There's plenty of us who do. I did a 15-year investigation of it. Really, that never really stopped. I'm now into over 18 years of investigation of it. And I'm thoroughly convinced that we have these incredible people who have this valuable gift, and uh, they're able to use it to allow us to connect with our loved ones in spirit, and they're called medium. So. Again, today's sponsor is Best Psychic Directory at bestpsychicdirectory.com. Listen, we're going to jump right into it. Our guest today, his name is Robert. He's an 83-year-old man. At least he was when he left this, which was quite a few months ago, really. It's an incredible story, but I only waited this long because it needed a lot of cleaning up. Not his fault, just the audio that came through. Uh, You'll even notice it's a little weird at times, sounds a little spooky. (laughs) Just the way the audio comes through sometimes sounds a little bit like they're underwater or something every once in a while. I cleaned it up as best I could. I think we can understand him really well. I'll let you listen to it. Here we go.
1: My name is Robert, and I have an out of body or near death experience or type experience to relate to you. I wasn't clinically in a near death condition. In other words, yeah, I wasn't ill or. I not even taken any medication or anything like that. But I had the same identical experience that uh, people have had all over the world, the tunnel and all that stuff. Incidentally, I had, I had not heard about the tunnel, the light and all that kind of stuff prior to that. So I didn't have that subconsciously influencing me in this experience. Anyway, I'm 83 right now, but uh, this would be over 40 years ago. Our, young, our oldest son was, was just a baby. And on the early hours of the morning, I heard him crying. Normally, of course, the mother will wake up. You know, she has a built-in sensor, I think. But In this case, uh, my wife didn't wake up. Right? I did. Anyhow, I got up, got him settled down in his room, and then I came back, started to go to sleep again. I would work the next morning. So as I was falling asleep, and I was laying on my left side, as I recall. I suddenly had the strangest sensation I've ever experienced in my life. I've uh, never had it before or since this incident. It was like a tingling sensation from the top of my head to tip of my toe. You know, I was kind of wondering what the heck's going on. Uh, it was so strange. And then, uh, then I began to feel my—it's hard to explain it if, if it's never you never experienced this. But I began to feel my consciousness, whatever that is. Science is not can't quite explain what consciousness is. But my consciousness began to drift away, for the want of a better word. From my body, I could feel it—the separation, a separation taking place. And now, I really began to get a little scared. You know, I thought, "My God, I must be dying." Yet I felt okay. I didn't feel bad or ill or anything like that. Next thing I know, I'm in a tunnel. It felt like a tunnel—just black, dark—and but I was traveling. I mean, the sensation was as if I were physically traveling at a high rate of speed through this tunnel. And then uh, suddenly, there's a Tremendously bright light, and and I heard this most incredible music. I've, I I can't recapture it. I mean, I can't tell you if it was orchestral or choral or a combination. All I can say, it was literally out of this world. And then I saw a figure in the light, or the outline of a figure. And as I got closer, he, had, he was dressed in biblical attire, like long hair and a robe, sandals. Uh, we, we, and for some reason... I don't know, I wasn't surprised, I don't know, as if I knew him, but yet I didn't know him, but um, it didn't occur to me it might be Jesus for some reason. You would think that kind of description, I was thinking, oh, this must be Jesus, but that thought never occurred to me. I, I somehow knew it wasn't Jesus. Anyway, we engaged in conversation, and as we were speaking, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, my God, it's the people of Earth. So somehow I knew I wasn't, at least physically, I wasn't on Earth anymore, wherever I was, it wasn't Earth. So I was looking back and thinking about the people on Earth. I thought, my God, if, if the people, you know, could see this, could experience what I'm experiencing right now, all the bad stuff going on in the world, it would stop immediately. So somehow I knew that if they know what I know now, obviously it's not good to be doing bad stuff. Sounds <laughs> a funny way to say it. Like gangbangers and these people in the Middle East that blow up, kill themselves, uh, suicide bombers, you know, kill little children and women. And, I'm thinking it would all just come to a screeching halt. It seemed obvious that it would stop if they could see or feel this. I knew that was very, very important, that there's a price to pay somehow, even if you escape the laws we know it man made laws. Apparently, there's universal laws that everything's recorded somehow. It, it, apparently, it's, it's a teaching mechanism. So, anyway, the next thing I know, it seemed like we spoke for hours. I wish I'd looked at the clock before all this happened so I knew how long how much time it elapsed, but uh, I'm guessing not that long. So anyway, um, I came back and uh, suddenly I'm back the way I was before. and Still laying on my left side, still tingling, but the tingling or vibrations, whatever it was, was gradually subsiding. And then I just lay there, wide eyed just astonished. And I'm thinking, I've got to wake my wife up and tell her about this, this amazing experience. But then I thought, well, you know, she'll... But I think I'm dreaming, and I knew without a doubt this was not a a dream. Well, first of all, it started while I was awake, and it ended, I was awake. So, So, um, plus the reality was, I know dreams can be very vivid, but this was was absolute reality, nothing like our reality. It was much more intense.
0: Well, you're back, you're listening to... Afterlife TV at TV.com. That was such a cool story, wasn't it? Uh, thank you, Robert, for leaving that story. I really enjoyed that. It's interesting, you know, you the way you described it as an OBE or an NDE. I understand why you say that. It's a little bit of a combination of the two. Interesting because the out-of-body experience, the OBE, would be a little different, especially where it was, you know, your first one that you became conscious of typically you probably might leave your body and maybe you'd see your body laying on the bed or you wouldn't even leave the room, that sort of a thing. You might get scared and then find yourself back in the body. You went from like this out of body experience in the way that it started because the tingling sensation throughout your whole body is definitely something that people who have had lots of out of body experiences have described. That's the way it starts quite often And then the consciousness, you know, you talked about that your consciousness began to drift away from your body. That's a really great way of describing that, even to the point where you were a bit scared, wondering if you might be dying. Later, you sort of talked about your wife maybe thinking this was going to be a dream. or Obviously, that's not the case these kinds of thoughts about you getting scared by all this, the wondering if you might be dying. These are these are more conscious thoughts. These are things that you would have within your own conscious mind. And so that's all very out-of-body experience-like, but then you go into the tunnel, and that's a little bit more near-death experience-like, what we're familiar with, a lot of near-death experiences, NZEs, and that you're traveling, At a high rate of speed. I think that's kind of cool. You recognize that you felt like you were going at a high rate of speed. I just find that interesting, curious. Then you see the bright light. Again, very NDE-like. You don't describe the bright light too much, other than it was just this very bright light. But you also describe the music, this incredible music that you said you can't recapture or even really describe. I like that you mentioned it and I and I like obviously it was significant you wouldn't have mentioned it because lots of people, especially people who have had near death experiences, have described this music. They said it's you know almost impossible to describe, that people have tried. It's one of those things that I guess you never forget. Here you are 40 years later. We keep repeating this on the show here on Afterlife TV that When you have these experiences, whether it be a dream visitation or what you had, what I would describe as an out-of-body experience or the near-death experience, doesn't matter, 40 years later, it's still very vivid, very clear in your mind as though it just happened. And here you are having all these memories about the bright light, the tunnel, the music, and then you see this figure in the light. What I really like, about this figure that you see in the tunnel, is that you said you knew him. You, you felt as though you knew him. And it's very interesting because you're in hindsight now and you're going, I, I don't know why I didn't think that this was Jesus, but I knew it wasn't Jesus. But your mind's now engaged in going, the appearance of this person, of this being, reminded you of a religious figure that you would have probably <laughs> thought was Jesus if you were not having this sort of experience where everything is a knowing but the mental processes are not working in the same way if they're working at all but in hindsight you recognized you knew that you felt as though you knew him but it wasn't Jesus but it was in the image of someone that you thought might be Jesus. And this, and this is very typical. Beings are actually beings of light, right? But they show themselves to us, regardless of what the process is, whether it be a near-death experience, whether whether we're in the dying process and we're crossing over to the other side, whether you're having an out-of-body experience. It doesn't really matter. Beings, whether they be our loved ones in spirit, our spirit guides, some kind of spiritual masters of some sort, whatever it may be, they show themselves to us in all sorts of different ways but many times they will appear in such a way that it that we're not fearful of them that they make us feel comfortable and not scared and as a result for many people they will appear as a religious figure so in other words many people will see uh, we call this person like a greeter you know they're having a near death experience and they're greeted by a spiritual being, and many times it will be a religious figure, but it, it's always of the religion that that person followed so I you know it's to me it's always very interesting and very clear in the message that we can learn from this is that not once have I heard of someone saying, "You know I belong you know I was this religion, but I saw a figure." that is more prominent in this other religion. You know, it's, it's always the figure that they see is related to their religion. Anyways, a uh, little digression there, but I, I find it interesting. Then you get into this whole really interesting dialogue about things that you see, things that you experience and know there, and, you're recognizing that if people on Earth could see this, all the bad stuff would stop immediately, right? That is an interesting thought. And, and, and obviously, Robert, why you brought it up. One being that you recognized, you were saying if people on Earth, and, and so now you're already referring to yourself as though you're not, you know, you're in some other place, you're in some other dimension. And then you're relating to, boy, if they could see what I am seeing, if they knew what I knew right at this moment, all the bad stuff would stop. Really interesting thought, and I, and I love that. But then you sort of go forward with it, and you're recognizing maybe the reason why things are the way they are, but also that you said everything is recorded somehow. and And we typically... People in this field would call that the Akashic Records. So everything is recorded. And we'll just say, because we we do this so that our human minds can kind of understand it, everything is recorded in this one place that we call the Akashic Records so that it's a teaching mechanism. Who is it a teaching mechanism for? Well, other spiritual beings, surely including ourselves as spiritual beings. Our soul, what I would call our soul, it allows us to retrieve the memories of the lifetime, the human or even inhuman, if, if, if that would be the experience. But any lifetime experience that we would have as a physical being, not a spiritual being, it would be stored in these Akashic Records so we could always retrieve that And learn and grow from it so much we can gain from your experience Robert I'm so glad that you shared it with us and I'm sorry it took so long for us to to share it with everybody else Uh, but I'm glad that uh, I was able to clean up the the issues that we had with the audio recording and it was really well worth it I, I appreciate it I appreciate you Robert And I hope everybody enjoyed that. So that's it for today's Afterlife TV episode. I want to thank everybody who has been leaving reviews for both of my books Answers about the Afterlife. Surely, if you're a fan of this show or if you've just found us, you would be interested in that book, Answers about the Afterlife by Bob Olson, or my newest book, which is The Magic Mala, which is a fictional story that teaches. A lot of the things that I learned while investigating the afterlife, but are things that I learned about life. Some of our most recent reviews on The Magic Mala, uh, subtitle, A Story That Changes Lives. Uh, I'll just thank the people who left them. Betty Couch, Jennifer Sanders, Diane, Nancy Crum, uh, a couple Amazon customers here, Mich- Michelle Ramsey, uh, Judy. Austin Mom, Austin Mom, and Bean. Uh, I want to thank all of you for leaving these reviews to say all of my friends love this book as I did. Great story, spellbinding, a must read. The ending was awesome. I absolutely loved it. It appeared at a time that I so needed it and is now enhancing my spiritual practices. All of you, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate all of you for all your comments. Please leave them in all the normal places on social media, on afterlifetv.com. Until next time, have a great week. Bye now.